stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm joined by Zach's chief equity strategist, John Blank, to talk about everything that's going on with the economy, the stimulus package. Are we getting one? No one knows. The vaccine, that's a huge new thing. And what's really going on out there and what it means for the stock market and your investing. So welcome, John. Tracy, good to be back. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I haven't had you on in a while, but now we've gotten through the election and now we apparently have a vaccine that looks like it's working and could be rolled out as soon as early next year. Um, Nobody seems to know how the rollout's gonna work, but at least we have this good news about the vaccine. But this will, I feel, play a big role in what's going to happen with the government's stimulus, I guess you can call it stimulus, aid package, whatever word you wanna put onto it, that was supposed to be passed a couple months ago when it was needed. And it's still needed, but we're looking no closer. Nobody's even talking about it here, even though the Senate is back in in session um, along with the House. And so that's hanging out there. What if we don't get any aid package? Uh, everybody's assuming, you know, including the stock market, that one will eventually happen. But I don't know. Maybe I'm one of the pessimists here who's thinking, You know, we just had that unemployment report for October. Unemployment was down to 6.9%. If it declines again in November, which I hope it does, then we could see a point where some on Capitol Hill might say, hey, why do we need anything here? We'll just, we're in the V recovery, let it recover. So what what should we make of all this? Well, one, one fly in the ointment is the, the Georgia Senate elections on January the 5th. Okay. Because um, McConnell will try, obviously, to win those, or he's not the House, the Senate Majority Leader. So right. the gaming that's going to take place up to then, unfortunately, will not disappear. But does that, does, does that calculation mean a greater chance of a package then because they're trying to win those two seats yeah you could make that argument that is there's certainly you know again i I don't know if it's more important to have a high probability argument than understand the various points of view but it's certainly true that he could be uh assuaged to putting something together that makes his party and those candidates that are from that party look better yeah and but what that what look better means in the con in the georgian context i don't know if you or i really understand what that is right um the other thing to think about is 6.9 percent unemployment rate we got to 3.5 ish 3.9 would have been fine so let's call it four just as something that's achievable so only three percentage points of unemployment off a pretty good number, which would be 4%. I would consider, you know, when we got into the threes, we were probably overheating. Yeah. Let's call it four and a half as a fair frictional level of unemployment. Then you're 
two and a half percent, two and a half percent on a with a civilian labor force of a hundred and fifty million, let's say, that's you know one percent's one point five million. So you're talking three, four, five million people. Yeah. Uh, not as many as you'd like to think. So in terms of a benefit to the country in terms of needing less stimulus, needing to issue less debt, this has kind of played out okay for us. Um, so I, I think that's the other thing here is is getting to a point where we can pinpoint who really needs stimulus and who doesn't. And, and every time I've written my monthly economic report, I've under represented the, the swiftness of the recovery to date. For example, if you look in my November economic report, I'm still on the sevens, even though it's a six, nine number. So I tend to think it's turning out okay, Tracy, and I hope cooler heads prevail. Um, but I think the main takeaway of the lower unemployment rate number is we can get away with a smaller amount of stimulus, hopefully better targeted and you would hope the Biden administration incoming is just a heck of a lot better and more seasoned at understanding what needs to be done and giving us a much more articulate dialogue about what to do. Yeah. That's the big step forward, Tracy. I think the smoke is going to clear and okay. we're going to get to more articulate dialogue. And the other thing you can hope for is that Senator, former Senator Biden and former and current Senator McConnell have an existing relationship to which they can leverage to some degree. Right. And those are all hopeful things. And I and I think once um, Senator McConnell puts aside the January 5th election concerns, privately he might be willing to get something done for those three or four percent of unemployment people who really do need it. And then the airlines, of course, who have to still get through another few months of this thing and yeah. so on. Now, is there any change in your calculations if um, the dark winter, as Dr. Fauci calls it, actually does come into play and there's a lot more restrictive, you know, shutdowns and lockdowns, whatever you want to call them, like you know, probably not as bad as what we saw, obviously, in March and April, but, you know, more so than we've seen the last couple of months. Does Would anything like that change your your scenarios here? Well, you bring up why I left my sevens in my November unemployment rates as a put when I saw a six, nine and I kept my sevens, right? Yeah. The argument is your argument that there is some loss for the next few months here, that the restrictions go up, they're not as bad, and that we don't get as many people hired back in now for a few months. And the thing just kind of stalls, not necessarily sinks, but we just don't gain any more from here. And that would kind of, you know, we would slowly levitate into the seven ones and the seven twos until maybe April-ish kind of thing. I mean, I think that's what you're alluding to. I think, you know, in terms of thinking, that, that makes sense to me. And I think we should expect that, that there's going to be some kind of, you know, wintry effect, seasonal COVID effect, if you will. Yeah. We'll take those numbers slightly up for a while. 
And the market probably will look past that at this point in time. Okay, that was my next question. Yeah. About whether or not, you know, the market is always usually forward looking. Right. And it's already, you know, processed that there could be the dark winter. And right. now we've got this vaccine suddenly, this announcement that right. that's so January you're pricing this fall of 2021, you know. Right. Okay. So, yeah. so that's I would question. not rising stock market because <laughs> it would be huh. kind of an indication that the end of the the pre the preamble to the vaccine phase is coming into view, right? Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna have mixed signals that will be ignored and the market can rise. And the other issue here is what the Fed decides to do because it's overstimulated and it's overpumped a lot of things. Yeah. When does the Fed decide to recognize that? Um, again, unlikely till summer. Okay. If I'm Powell and I'm looking at the situation, um, I'm, I'm in pretty good standing with what I've handled so far. And there's not a lot of reason to suddenly, you know, change course until I see the vaccine distributions reach and penetrate and lift mobility. Mobility is the language they're using now. They've got a ton of metrics up on the Federal Reserve System about mobility, and they're going to understand that the, there's kind of watch the vaccine numbers go up, but also watch the vaccine numbers create mobility. And until mobility rises, they don't really have any genuine stimulus to to think about recalibrating. Okay. So I would say the Fed stays the course till the middle of the next year. I think the market will price in a, a small drip north in the unemployment rate through March and April. And we will see innovation in this refrigeration of these vaccines if in fact the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine is the one because it yeah. has to be kept super cool. Ticker C-A-R-R, yeah. Tracy, do you know that one? No, I don't know that one. Carrier. Is that the one? Oh, they're, are they the ones that are going to make the cooling? They, they have refrigerated trucks. Okay. So yeah. Carrier, yeah. I mean, I think they might be part of that air conditioning company. Yeah, right? they are, but they're more than just... They're more than air conditioning. They have like air conditioned trucks or they might install air conditioning on trucks. Another one that people should keep in mind if they're looking into the logistics is um, Atlas Air. Because McKesson, McKesson has the distribution agreements through Warp, Operation Warp Speed too. Right, except Pfizer wasn't in that. So they wouldn't no, be in that. That's, that's another issue is- the other vaccines will come into being too. Right. There will be other vaccines, and then McKesson will start talking to Pfizer now. Because the deal with Pfizer is Pfizer took no money for the research and development. That's right. But they took a, an agreement to buy the vaccine if it was successful. That's right. So now that it is successful, now McKesson can talk to them. And McKesson has existing distribution agreements, particularly with hospital chains. Right. And so McKesson could be a first mover in terms of the elderly rollout and the hospital rollout. 
And then, you know, they can start working with Carrier for that stage two thing. But I think the way it might be with Pfizer is, yes, we didn't take any money to develop it. But yes, now that we got two and a half, three billion in for our distribution of a successful vaccine, we will play with the warp speed players. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the thing with Atlas Air. They are air cargo, but. Pfizer's vaccine can only survive five days outside of the manufacturing plant, apparently. So you're going to have to move it pretty quick wherever you're moving it to. So um, that's where Atlas Air is already preparing. And they said this a couple weeks ago for what happens when any vaccine, it doesn't have to be Pfizer's, um, comes into being because it's going to have to be moved via air, most likely to most places. So Keep that in mind, you're looking at them. The shares are for Atlas Air are down big since the announcement of the vaccine, actually, because they've been handling all the online surge in sales. Amazon is one of their biggest customers, and Amazon now owns 5% of Atlas Air, actually. And so they've been adding more planes to handle the online order surge in recent months. So everybody thinks like, oh, that's going to be over now. Now that we get a vaccine, nobody's going to order online anymore. So these shares are down big. So some people you know, might want to check them out as one of those types of plays of, um, you know, what what everybody's diving into or diving out of right now. That's going to be the interesting thing, too, John. Like what what do you buy here? You know, at, on the announcement of the vaccine, um, all the travel stocks soared you know the airlines the uh cruise ships a lot of the hotels and all that and uh, the the shopping malls because get the vaccine we're all going there but i took a look at one of the big shopping mall uh companies that i like a lot it's maseric and the ticker is mac because they just reported earnings so we have some real uh on the ground you know information from them about what's going on at the shopping malls. So they own 47 regional shopping centers. You've probably been to one out where you are um, in California, John, because I've been to one out here in Chicago and they're near major cities and they have kind of like an entertainment component to them a lot of times, or they're like outdoors and kind of upscale. And so they've gotten hit, like all the malls have, but not as badly as you might think. But as of October 7th, they said all their properties were open. But uh, seven months, over the last seven months, they had partial closures in many of them, including in three in L.A. that were completely closed because L.A. County kept the malls closed until just recently. Um, but they're seeing, you know, they've seen the improvement in like rent collections. They were up to 80 percent by the third quarter. It's improving month over month. They have plenty of cash and they started paying their dividend again. It's only 15 cents, but they are paying it again. And so this stock was up 28% basically in the last like two days. So do I get into stuff like this here? It's still trading, you know, super cheap on a PE level and it's still, you know, down 20 something percent for the year, 22% or something for the year. But, you know, or is this play done? I know everybody was into the cruise ships. I looked up a couple hotels. I looked up Hilton, HLT is the ticker there. Um, they are not uh, doing too badly either, surprisingly. 
you know, people were traveling over this summer and even into the fall. But the question is, what's going to happen if these COVID cases like spike, if there's more restrictions, they're going to get hit for a little while. But with the vaccine, you're thinking, you know, by next summer, we're all we're all starved to travel. Right. We all want to be out there. And I looked at Marriott, ticker MAR. Their uh, China occupancy was up to 61% in the third quarter. And maybe that's a good indication of where everyone else is going to end up, at least, you know, in the by like spring of next year, because North America was at 37% still over the third quarter. But China, you know, has been relatively COVID free for a, a lot of months. So people are back to traveling over there. So what do you think about getting in on some of these names that, you know, did have the big spike up, but still could still, you know, should do better next year? Yeah, well, the name I kept in the large cap trader, I'll throw out there, U.S. Food, USFD, right? They're like, they're a Chicago-based food distributor, right? They distribute food to restaurants and all our hospitals, everybody, military. So that, that's your standard, you know, recovery play, right? So let's just talk about the story of this stock. The story of this stock is the CEO did an incredibly unwise merger announcement, like, in the middle of February. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, right? So he bought at the highs. He bought somebody else at the highs to increase his earnings capacity. And then the thing tanked when the COVID shutdowns hit and the thing went to 10 bucks this year. So it went from 40 to 10. So we bought some more of it in the tens. And then the thing ran to the twenties and sat there for a long time, right? Okay. And it kind of ambled up over time to 22-ish and 23-ish. And then it's today, it's 32 bucks. Wow. So we made, you know, a huge killing in three days from 22-ish to 32-ish. So I'm asking you, as the value investor, if it used to price at 40 and the guy bought somebody, remember he bought somebody in February, so probably was a $45 stock if it hadn't gotten, you know, slaughtered, and it's 32 now, I keep it, right? Yeah, I would keep that. Yeah, and you let her run, right? Yeah. Even so if it's going to I mean, I keep it because it's brain dead, right? I mean, it's not it's not rocket science. It's just food, right? Right. But you, you'll probably have a chance to even get in there if if you're not in it at a little bit cheaper, maybe. The shorts will take it off at 32 to 28-ish. Right. And then you, you, you come in at the entry when the shorts get done trading the high. And then you ride it back up to 40 bucks and it'll take, but here's the thing. I think it might take six, eight months. Right. And when that will happen, we just learned that it's going to be um, potentially very hard as we always know, and you write very well about to pick up the day that the $10 share hike came. Right. 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 Because what happened was it came three weeks before you and I knew Late November was when they were going to make these stage three announcements. I knew that. I gave talks on that. Yeah. So then it hit three weeks earlier because the data came in, the first batch of that data came in three weeks earlier. So if you weren't in that stock, you just dismissed 10 bucks a share. Right. 
And this is going to happen. So, again, don't be a genius. You and I do not know when it runs from 32 to 40. We don't know that, Tracy. That's right. You don't know that. I don't know that. So we have to sit in this stock. And I will keep it in a large cap trader, and it will sit there for another six or eight months. So the key maybe might be, you know, not to market time. So don't try to market time Maserick or, you know, Hilton or Marriott. We right. And get your, get your time horizons doubled. Right. right. Just, just, I mean, be pleasantly surprised, you know, but be ready to hold Hilton for 10 months or right. a year even. Yeah. Yeah. Because maybe, you know, okay, so we all get the vaccine, but. You know what? I'm I'm I just don't have my plans set for a while. All right. Yeah. I'll let everybody else move around before I come in. For example, just you and I, I've been to I've been been to the home office for a year now. So when do I come in, Tracy? I don't know. That's a good well, question. I don't know when I come in. Maybe <laughs> the summer. Maybe. Right. But no one's gonna put any pressure on me for a while. Right. And so I'll do a business trip. Uh, you know, whenever. Right. When did the conventions really ramp up? When does all that start? Yeah. I mean, okay, let's talk the LA stadium. That's absolutely beautiful. That used to have, you know, Kenny Chesney concerts and Taylor Swift concerts and, you know, two NFL teams and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, when did you fill it? Well, okay. So it's 20 million people around here, let's say, and they got to take the vaccine. Maybe not till fall, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, the ramp to get enough people in, and then you're going to have this bait over the dump. You know, there's going to be a numb nuts that don't take the vaccine, right? Right. right. So then you got to have some kind of criterion, maybe a card or some kind of thing where, you know, okay, you can come to the game if you took the vaccine kind of thing. Yeah. And there's going to be some kind of critical mass where, you know, 70% of LA took the vaccine or something, right? And this is the other issue is, you know, as you and I talked before this uh, radio show informally is, you know, just put it bluntly, red states will buy the misinformation and they will be reluctant to take the vaccine in probably, in, you know, over time. They will get better at it, but they'll probably be slow at it. And that's yeah. the reality of, of, you know, drinking too much misinformation for too long. And so, again, you got it that all augers for having a longer timeline on a on a stock bid than you might imagine because a lot of dumb stuff's going to happen a lot of lags are going to happen a lot of diffusion is going to happen well for sure we don't really know you know how long or how easy or difficult the rollout of the vaccine is going to be i mean we were just discussing about you know how it, it needs to be at like a hundred and a negative 110 degrees or something for this pfizer to uh, vaccine, you know, to uh, put it, you know, out there and the difficulties with all of that aspect of it. So, so yeah, I think we're, we, we all can see the light at the end of the tunnel now. And so we are all excited about some of these businesses that will see big bounces back, but when it will be and what kind of road bumps will happen along the way, there's going to be, as we know, there just is. It's not going to be smooth, most likely. So, yeah, you're going to have to have a strong stomach, I believe, to buy some of these with a longer time horizon. And you're going to have to be able to ride out any kind of volatility. Yeah, I think it's the right message. I mean, that's what I've done with USFD. I've, I've, 
you know, I was dumb until I was smart for months, Tracy. Yeah. Now I look smart, then I'll be dumb for a while, right? right. Then I'll look smart again. Right. So this, you got to put your ego and your, you know, aside and just have the, you know, the simple, uh, steadfast, you know, belief that you're going to own this stock till January 2022, one way or the other. Yeah. What do and you think? By then you're, pricing a, you're pricing in the full recovery and you're going to be out of this way. Right. What do you think about the big pandemic winners? A lot of them have been sold off since we've gotten the news about the vaccine. Um, you know, not like significant. Well, let's talk, let's talk, I'll talk a name I know, Tracy Thor, different THO. Okay. Okay, Thor is, you know, Airstream, right? Yes. So, Please. yeah, trailers, right? Yeah. Everyone was buying them because they couldn't stay in hotels and they wanted their own their own safe place. Right. But people shorted the stock off the highs of July-ish. They took about 20% off that stock from the highs. Yeah. And you know it's a value stock. Yes. Was then, is now, right? Yeah. So you tell me what to do with Thor. I own it. What do I do? Well, again, it depends on your time horizon. But yeah, my, my, everybody, bought it, everybody did buy it for the pandemic reasons, but they're not understanding that the baby boomers continue to retire at 10,000 a day. Even during the pandemic, they still are. And they want to buy RVs and travel around. So the trends and then millennials are big into the RV still too, even before the pandemic. And so that trend is still there. And so their sales aren't necessarily, you know, going to do much even when the pandemic ends. I don't think. I'm with you. I, yeah. That's the other point you made that I think people should understand is there's plenty of other more long-term secular trends that support a stock like this. Right. And don't get overwhelmed by a thematic story such that you don't understand that Thor's probably going to do fine. Right. And that for the stock got shorted on a kind of technical move. They took it down off a fib, not, you know, sequence kind of clean and it's probably going to bounce from here. Yeah. So you can get that wrong by overthinking it, right? Because COVID is not the only thing that's tied to store whatsoever. And people will keep camping and people will keep retiring. And they do have a high end product. The stock market's at 3,600. So I think to myself, man, I'm 65 and I just made a ton of money in my stocks. I'll buy an Airstream. Right. That's that happens all the time. Yeah, that happens all the time. And, and, yep. that, and is that such a big number that this whole COVID thing is just to kind of brought me into the showroom six months ago? And now I've got the money and I'm, you know, I'm in anyways. It was a mini boom. Right. And COVID, COVID really was just a way of generating, you know, early enthusiasm. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at. I, I haven't got ready to unload that stock because um, I think, well, you know what? On a forward look, again, you think, oh, it's winter. I, you know, I should have sold Thor in July. Sure, certainly I should have, but I didn't. Yeah. So I own it. Well, here's the thing. It's pricing on next summer now. Right, right. And yeah. so this is the thing. You think, well, you know, Thor will go up if the stock market wants to price a good summer on Thor, right? Yeah. This is another thing we need to make point out to people is the market's always looking forward to stuff. Six minimum six months, usually 12, even 18. So 
you could buy Thor now for next summer. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point because I think people are too focused on the pandemic and even the vaccine necessarily. And or, not or even this whole election, you know, right. imbroglio. I mean, this whole thing is going to be over two months from now. The election right. was not close. It was not close. So the thing is going, it, it is over and will be over in the, in the stated manner, you know, in two months. Yeah. Right. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot of noise. Don't get me wrong. But the stock market, the way it's trading is telling you just what it is. The noise has a very low uh, content level. Yeah. And it's just being ignored. And it should be ignored. And these, the 2021 look is, is the way you got to go. And you got to be somewhere out in September-ish even as you evaluate stocks. And I'm talking September 2021. Right, right. Yeah, well, I'm hoping to have you on next month for our our usual end of the year look into what's going to happen in 2021. But I do have to caveat that by saying all the years I've had you on for that episode, we've always covered, will there be a recession in right. whatever year? But like now we, we don't have to cover that, right? Because we just had one. Thankfully, we're not going to have one in 2021, but still, we'll, we'll we'll find some other stuff to talk about, I'm sure, in, in another couple of weeks based on what is going on out there, because it, you know, it does seem to change daily, and it's just, it's, it's so volatile right now. So, so yeah, it'll be a fun one, I think, when I have you on in a couple more weeks. Yeah, and I think... Um... People should need to step back from this election and realize just the incredible uh, strength it's giving the country in terms of the amount of turnout we had that hasn't been seen this high since 1900. It brought new generations of people into the election. Um, it's actually a wholly positive event, uh, fairly quiet. You know, a lot of celebrations, in fact, as opposed to riots. Yeah, um, yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah, there's, there's been more to be said about this election uh, in the positive sense than the negative. And let's hope that continues. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, let me recap some of the stock tickers we talked about today, because there's a lot of them. So we had Maserick, that's the mall company. MAC is the ticker there. I mentioned Hilton for the hotel side, HLT. There's also Marriott on the hotel side, MAR. We talked about ways they can transport the vaccine, and that's Carrier, C-A-R-R, Atlas Air said they're preparing, A-A-W-W is the ticker there. McKesson might be involved in several of the vaccines and how to distribute it, M-C-K is the ticker. Then we talked about the food distributor, U-S-F-D, D as in dog is the, the final letter there, U-S-F-D. And then Thor, if you're interested in the trends that are still there for the RVs and the Airstreams, ticker T-H-O. And as always, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And to make sure you're able to get the episode when John is back on in a couple of weeks here at the end of 2020, because we're having our end of the year episodes coming up about what stocks 
to look for in uh, 2021 because it's almost here. So subscribe on Spotify. You can also get us on Apple Podcasts. And I know many of you are on SoundCloud and you can still get us there. But be sure to get us someplace and I'll see you again next week with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identify I've described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.